Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, thank you. Thank you for blessing us, drawing us unto yourself, preparing us for these things that are coming, Lord. Father, I ask you to fill your people with faith and boldness because there's some terrible judgments coming upon this world and, and we would like all of our brethren to escape. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to continue with Judgment on the U.S. number two. And um, I have some very interesting things to share with you today. I'm going to share a few dreams, too, while we're at it. Um, I'm going to share the first one is Dodge the Viper. Dodge the Viper, given to Isaac Payne, one And... Um, he said, in this dream, I was in a used car lot. Apparently, I was shopping for used cars. There was a used car salesman walking next to me, trying to pique my interest in every car as we walked past. The used car salesman, you know them, right, <laughs> was wearing a brown blazer dress jacket. Uh, he said, I think the brown blazer represents faction. And there is a faction in the government and corporations and is united in working together to divide the country. I was not impressed with the selection of cars in the lot. The salesman uh, was noticing that I had no interest in these cars. He seemed to be a bit anxious, trying to run ahead of me and pointing at individual cars and explaining how great this model is. I would walk past him again with no interest. Uh, the used car salesman gave his last effort and asked me if I like sports cars. I nodded, and he pointed to me uh, out to me a Dodge Viper sports car. The Viper represents the vaccine. Uh, yep, snake venom was found in the vaccine. And uh, we put a link here to Stu Peters' interview with Dr. Artis, which is pretty good about that. Uh, he went on to say, I was surprised that a used car lot would have this type of a car. As I looked at the car, I noticed externally that it seemed like it was in decent shape. Um, the body seemed okay. The paint was okay as well. I didn't think it was pristine yet I knew it was an older sports car. The color of the car was white and with two red racing stripes. This color symbolizes the color of the medical industry icon, the red and white cross with the snake wrapped around the pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. You can be sure that they have already... Um, 
made the vaccine for the pandemic that they're about to release. Um, they did last time. Um, they already had everything prepared. And uh, so anyway, the salesman asked if I wanted to take the car out for a test drive. I obliged and jumped into the driver's seat, and the used car salesman sat in the passenger seat. Um, and he went on to say, The factious, whether in church or government, will pretend to sit on the right while making merchandise of you. Yes, they certainly do that. Second uh, Peter 2 and 3 says, uh, And in covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose sentence now from of old lingereth not, and their destruction slumbereth not. As I sat down, I noticed on the left-hand side of the car the year this Dodge Viper was made, and it was 1999. The nines nines flipped upside down symbolize 666, which is the mark of the beast and the mind, works, and nature of the beast. Amen. True. Revelation 13 and 11, uh, And I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like unto a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Yes, the beast speaks for the dragon. The first beast in Revelation is the dragon, right? And a serpent, the old serpent, right? So this verse reminds me of Dodge brand of vehicles. Dodge has created the Dodge Ram, which is a mature male sheep. And also uh, Dodge has created the Dodge Viper, which is like a dragon. And Revelation thirteen seventeen and 18 says, And that no man should be able to buy or to sell, save he that hath the mark even the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. He that hath understanding, let him count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. And, of course, uh, I want to say that nothing has slowed down as far as preparing for the mark of the beast. In fact, everything even that the Alliance is doing is preparing for the mark of the beast. But the mark of the beast is to separate the wheat from the tares. And it's God's idea. Sadly, people don't understand that. I began to drive the Dodge Viper, and I drove it to the main roads and to the highway so I could test it out and listen for any abnormalities, uh, misfires, gear shifting problems, uh, response time, etc. And although I was on the main roads, they were winding. The, the path of fear and submitting to the opinion of so-called health professionals to escape the curse through man's works is not the straight and narrow path. Man's diversion of the curse only leads to another curse. Yes, we said that so many times even before we found out about the vaccine. Jeremiah 17 and 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed is the man that trusteth in man, and maketh the flesh his arm, whose heart departeth from the Lord. And Luke 7 and 14, he puts, uh, and 15, 
For narrow is the gate, and straightened the way that leadeth unto life, and few are they that find it. Beware of the false prophets who come unto you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. As I was driving, it was almost like I had a vision and I could see the engine internally and was able to discern the Dodge Viper mechanically. I could tell that this car was dragged out and the engine was worn out and had only about 10,000 miles left on it. In the vision of the engine, I could see that it was rusty and not properly lubricated. This symbolizes, he said, the effects of the vaccine internally. It may not be noticeable on the external yet, but the damage is being done internally. In my previous career, I was a lubrication technician at a steel mill, and we always said that lubrication is the lifeblood of the machine. This is true. I believe the medical establishment has poisoned the lifeblood of the masses. And he gives Luke uh, 13 and 1. Now, there were some present at that very season who told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And uh, he puts history repeats. True. Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, That which hath been is that which shall be, and that which hath been is done is that which shall be done. There's no new thing under the sun. They are discovering that past vaccines did the same thing. They were killing people. Okay. Trusting in men. However, we know that life is in the blood, and I'm not sure there has ever been a more critical and more physically evident scenario of this in history. Yeah. Leviticus 17.11 For the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh atonement by reason of the life. The solution is Jesus, he said. True. First uh, John 1 and 7 says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light is what keeps people out of trouble. Uh, ignoring the Word, uh, when you're dealing with people like factious people, that will get you killed. Yeah. Father showed me that when Jesus spoke of the tribulation in Luke 21, that men would faint for fear. Uh, Luke 21 and 26. Men fainting for fear and for the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Well, we can certainly see a heightened level of fear out there. And, um, and 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 afraid of what's next, what's coming next, right? So much. But fear is faith in reverse. You're inviting the trouble if you give in to fear. You're inviting it. Jesus knew, and it's obvious that fear has persuaded the masses into accepting this poison in their bloodstream and literally causing men's hearts to fail 
for fear. Well, most um, will not be fooled by the COVID scare again, uh, but something far worse will come this time, and they already have a vaccine ready for it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. However, uh, life is in the blood, and his blood is clean, and his nature is pure, and in these days, the uh, poisoned that come out from among them uh, will become clean. The lame walk and the blind see, physically and spiritually. Amen. God's going to heal a lot of people. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter that they made this major mistake. When they get their eyes opened, they'll, they'll get somebody to pray for them, and good, good, hopefully. Those who are spiritual lepers will become whole through Jesus. I can imagine the healings for the needy these days. And what the enemy meant for evil, Father has orchestrated for good. Hallelujah. Yes, they will gather around Christians for healing and um, because no one else offers that, not even the med beds, right? Well, and besides, you have to move quickly with Marburg. It will just, it's, you know, it's one of the highest rated uh, kill rates in in diseases at all. We'll see this verse about a blood issue, which he got. Uh, it reminds us of the threatened Marburg hemorrhagic fever, which we will share about. Uh, Matthew nine twenty through 22. And behold, a woman who had an issue of blood, 12 years, that's what happens to you when you get Marburg, right? Came behind him and touched the border of his garment. For she said within herself, If I do but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. See that faith? That'll take care of it right there. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, Daughter, be of good cheer. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And Father let the scattered come out and reach for his garment in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was still driving, I noticed that this Dodge Viper was a T-top. This represents the cross that many will bear for the decision to follow the beast. And upon this viper, there is a cross and a heavy burden. Not the cross that we should bear, but needful uh, for some to reach out for true repentance. Yeah, many people are going to come to the Lord realizing that they have a short time left, right? I decided uh, to drive the Dodge Viper back to the used car lot, and as I arrived at the parking lot, the uh, the used car salesman uh, asked me what I thought. I didn't say anything to him, but in my mind, I was not impressed. And I asked him, how much is it? And he showed me the price, and from my memory, it was around $68,000. Ooh, that's a lot for one of them, <laughs> especially that age, right? And I said to him, no, I am not willing to pay this price. At this point, I knew I was done with this used car lot, and then I woke up. Yep, amen. Okay, I want to share this with you, too. This is a, a new war is coming. Michael Boldia Jr., 
And this was back in 2007, but it's a good, good message. Jeremiah 50 and 22. A sound of battle is in the land and of great destruction. James 5 and 8. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Yes, it is. Not in the way most of the people think, but he is coming. He's coming in his people. One of the most important lessons I learned as a young man traveling with my grandfather as being his interpreter is that one must always prepare for battle before he is faced with it. Just as a soldier must know the weapons of his warfare and train with them and be comfortable with them, so must a servant of God know his weapons and prepare himself before he ventures into enemy territory. Amen. That's what I hope to do today, right? It was so ingrained in me that a servant of God must be prayed up and fasted up before he goes out to minister that before every hour, every tour I begin, I take a couple of weeks to simply fast and pray and draw close to God and see what he would have me share at the upcoming meetings. I was still in Romania the first few days of February, about halfway through a two-week fast, when after having spent some time in prayer, I went to bed and fell into a restful sleep. Sometime during the night I began to dream, and I dreamt that I was hearing what were at first faint hoofbeats. But the closer they got, the louder they grew, until it was a thundering roar of not one or two horses, but what seemed like hundreds. And I felt as uh, though the ground beneath me was shaking from the onrushing horses, and the sound of them became so loud that I suddenly awoke in my bed. Well, as you know, the horsemen in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 6, uh, all speak of judgment coming, right? And as I blinked a few times, adjusting to the darkness in my room, I noticed a shadow at the foot of my bed. And I blinked again, and there stood the same man I have seen on previous occasions, dressed in battle armor, his arms resting atop each other before him on the hilt of his sword. What is the meaning of what I just dreamt? I asked, somehow knowing that he had come to give me the interpretation. What you heard, he began, were the chariots of war, and they are swiftly approaching. Now, some people aren't considering this a war. That is really ridiculous. We are in the midst of a war. And they're trying to keep it away from the public as much as possible. Both sides want to do that. A new war is coming, but it will be unlike this present one. This one is very different, very different. Speak as you have spoken, pray as you have prayed, and walk as you have walked, for dark days will soon come upon the land to which you are returning. Even now their enemies plot, even now their enemies unite under one banner, and as soon as, and as, and soon they will make their intentions known to the world. 
There is no refuge but in the Father. He will guide and protect those who know His voice. True. I blinked again, and the man was gone. And I I was left to ponder the words I had heard. I struggled with whether I should make this dream public, for I know the reaction that some will have to it. And uh, the last thing I desire to do is still fear in the heart of any man. After much prayer, I felt I was supposed to publish the dream, and uh, though some may receive it as a reason to fear, the true children of God will receive it for what it was, the forewarning of a loving Father preparing His children for what is to come. God's desire for us is not ignorance, but rather knowledge that we may prepare our hearts in prayer and fasting, that we may draw closer to Him, that we may make Him our uh, place of refuge long before the hardship forces us to seek one. The wise man prepares while the foolhardy is caught unaware. True. As always, my prayers continue to be with you and yours, and with a grateful heart, I thank you, for all that you do on behalf of those less fortunate. Jeremiah 19 and 15. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring on this city and on all her towns and all the doom that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their necks and they might that they might not hear my words. This is true. There's a lot of stiff-hearted people out there. There's a lot of apostasy. Okay, we decided to share this. Um, Dr. Patricia Green, it's called Knockout Punch Prophecy. And I'll put a link here to it. Um, today's video is called the Knockout Punch Prophecy, which the Lord gave me on July twenty second, 2023. So I just want to read it, what it was given to me. And as I sat down to receive this message, the very first words that I heard was, Knockout Punch. And the Lord said, I am delivering the knockout blow to the worldwide elites who have controlled the politics, the financial world, and the pharmaceutical industry. And yes, I say industry because that is what it is. By no means does Big Pharma have the interest of making people well or healing them. Just the opposite. They create drugs to make people dependent upon them so they can line their pockets with trillions of dollars. So true. And the Lord said, I have put my glove on, and with one blow I will remove the global elites who hide in the shadows and control the people says the Lord. The Lord said, I say enough. I have had enough of their wickedness. I have had enough of their deceit and control and manipulation. I have had enough of them controlling the wealth. For with my knockout punch, I will strip them of their wealth, which is built on a false system and layers of lies. And Patricia went on to say, Now I find this part quite amusing. The Lord said, The wealthy elites will be like the emperor who wore no clothes. 
in this children's storybook called The Emperor's New Clothes. It was a shyster who convinced the emperor that he was weaving him a beautiful robe, but in fact there was no robe. It was imaginary. He further convinced the emperor to parade through the city in his glorious robe that did not exist. Well, this could represent a lot of things. There is a, the whole fake uh, uh, Biden presidency, for instance, just as an instance, but there's so much more, uh, you know, who's only a puppet controlled by the two sides, believe it or not, of this show, making deals with one another, and um, they will all be exposed and declassed. Anyway, this is the same fate as the global elites, says the Lord. It was the common people who revealed to the emperor that he was naked and without any royal apparel. It will be the common people who will strip the elites of their fine apparel, uh, their riches, and their properties. And the elites will be naked and exposed, says the Lord of hosts. And I'm going to share with you some of the things that the uh, people are saying, uh, and they have some pretty good proof. And actually, I believe that, that some of this stuff is pushed on to them to reveal it, because it's a better way for people to listen, I think. Anyway, the prayers of the righteous will bring down the deep state globalists and um, the Satanist bunch. Um, and they are soon to throw their last desperate punches, but they will be insignificant. How do you say, how can this happen? Because they are so powerful and so rich and so hidden. But the Lord says, I say, nothing is impossible with me, says the Lord of hosts. How could the entire army of Pharaoh and Pharaoh himself be swallowed up? In the Red Sea. And yet I did that, says the Lord. I'll point out something to you while we're here is that at the Passover, he passed over those who had the blood on their doorposts, uh, but he hit the firstborn of every Egyptian family. That's how specific God is with that plague and with this coming one. Nothing is to chance. So, um, no one in Israel could have imagined that their enemies against them could be here one minute and the next minute forever gone, forever annihilated. I am that same God. I created the earth and everything in it. It all belongs to me, says the Lord. The heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. And who is man that I am mindful of him, says the Lord? I say man is my creation. I will not tolerate the altering of men, women, and children. For that is the work of the enemies to try to improve and alter and change my creation. No one knows my mind, my power, except my son. So if you want a glimpse into my thoughts and a glimpse of my power, come to my son. And ask him to reveal me, to reveal me, your heavenly Father. For I am almighty, all-powerful, and all-knowing, and ever-present, and I am great, and I am, and I am, has spoken. 
Now go, my children, and declare my words in this earthly realm. Declare all that I have spoken and already given to my true prophets. For when you declare my words, you are taking your spiritual authority on this. And the verse she gave was Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I have given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any means uh, hurt you. And the Lord said, "You Use your voice, my children. Lift up your voice in one accord, for your voice has power. My power, says the Lord. My power, says the Lord. Amen. This is something that is more common than people think. We called it police bots, and it was given to Anonymous 2020. I dreamt that I was walking around the streets talking to people about Jesus. Time went by very quickly, and suddenly it was evening. Well, the judgments come quickly, not knowing the hour, but to always be ready as they come unexpectedly, right? In the dream, there was a curfew that no one could be outside of their house past 5 p.m. until the next morning. Well, this is likely martial law in order to control the anarchy and the warfare from the left when they realize that they have lost everything. (laughs) Uh, But they don't realize their own uh, leadership is killing them more than anybody else. I went to walk back home, and I turned down to the next street, and I saw all these police people all lined up blocking that road so that no one could get past without them being caught. They would get in trouble because the law was that we weren't allowed to be outside at this time. I didn't want to go that way, So I turned into these set of buildings to my right, and they were designed like a retirement home. I went to a two-story building, and the door was unlocked, so I went inside. It turns out that this was a communal house for the elderly, and they had all uh, their own bedrooms and shared everything else inside. A man was watching the television, and he didn't see or hear me, but the rest of the people were already in their beds asleep. So I went into a bedroom that had no one in it, and I looked out the window. Well, let me say, God always has a way out in all trials. Uh, We turn to Christ, and on the right hand of God is... We, where we need to stand. And 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, Only human temptation hath overtaken you, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make also the way out that you may be able to endure it. I say call to God for faith. By grace have you been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Ask Him for it. You will need it where you're going. 
And I saw that the next building over was a police station, and I saw all these police officers training, doing phys- physical moves and actions like uh, the Russian army do. And they were moving so quickly, and they were so powerful. I then had the revelation that they were actually robots and not humans. However, they looked so realistic, um, but dead and void of spirit, right? And I asked the Lord if uh, the other police I saw previously lined up were humans, and I felt that they were not either, but they looked so human-like. Well, they do appear really convincing, uh, but underneath there's ravenous wolves, right? I, I have seen some of these, and they are very realistic and um, amazingly, even since, you know, this was given. And, of course, they are controlled by the elite powers that be and are programmed to control other people. And that was the end of their dream. The deep state has many human-like bots and clones that look human-like. And there have also been people uh, testifying that these bots and clones are used in the military, uh, news reporters, and other TV personnel. The White Hats are taking down this corruption, but the Lord also uses the corruption to judge the wicked. Okay, I call this Dangerous Things to Come, EBS Test of FEMA. You know FEMA is your friend, right? Yeah, well, they've been carrying on a war um, with the right wing and with the alliance. And the, uh, the right wing alliance has sunk two of their ships because they were using them to plunder people at gunpoint and so on and so forth. And they shot down one of their planes that had, I don't know, remember 160-something people in it that were fleeing the massacre over there in Hawaii. And uh, they shot it down with all on board. And I, I was asked to share the following message, this person says, with the world. Remember, I'm only the messenger. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. On October the 4th, 2023, at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA. And it's it's disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send the specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums, 5G and the VAX. Everyone will be affected regardless of your status. The plan is to also do this in Israel at the same exact time. There are certain organizations that are doing their best to stop this in both Israel and the United States. Hopefully, 
they will be able to stop this and stopping this in Israel looks promising, but stopping this in the United States is still up in the air. As far as I know, it still is. This will also include uh, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, and Alaska. I, I say it's still up in, in the air. We don't really know that. I mean, they're, they're hiding a lot of things, and um, they may have put this down. But um, obviously that date is something that's come up recently, okay? And, uh, and of course, they are sending out a signal, and uh, the alliance is warning against receiving that signal, okay? Uh, if the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October the 11th. At the same time, uh, they did this. Okay, And in the case uh, that this is not able to be stopped, I ask that you all shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a period of two hours to be safe. However, uh, since this was made, I believe, um, the Alliance has said that they're going to shut everything down at that time. Whether this is the beginning of the 10 days of darkness, some people are questioning because shutting things down and raising them back up is a huge, um, well, problem. It is a huge problem. And so if they shut it down at that time, they've been talking about doing the 10 days of darkness, they may go right into it. Anyway, this type of wavelength and affects us, uh, affects us physically, mentally, and emotionally. I urge you to all protect yourself, and I ask you all to share this video far and wide. Thank you very much. So that's a possibility right there, that they will use the signal to release what we already know is in the people with the vaccines. Yes. And that, of course, would uh, spread this thing out through the population quite a bit. And uh, Jeffrey Prather had this video. Uh, we didn't, I, we couldn't catch a date on it, but we had it all typed up anyway. Number one, exploratory laboratory animals. They just test beds. And then number two, if you got the shots. The odds are, according to U.S. law, that you are owned by the patent holders. You're a new species called Onboard Genesis, and you are owned. That's the nature of what our case says today. And that has resulted in the suspension of our Constitution. It's already happened. And the next one is coming. In that statute, uh, you will see that Marburg is already identified. You will note that the PREP Act has a Marburg provision that allows for additional spending when invoked. The Health and Human Services has already invoked the Marburg provision, meaning they've already parted ways with money and spent it under the HHS enabling statute to build quarantine camps, among other things, throughout the United States. And yes, they've been doing that. We interrupted, we interrupted two. 
one of which was a Cochise County, Arizona, where they were going to build a 1.9 million facility that houses the now merged four branches under the HHS. The uh, judiciary, law enforcement, and corrections, and public health are now all one and the same, and they're all housed in the same facility. So all of these quarantine centers are there. We understand that there could have been a Marburg release that Dr. Chambers will get into. We think that one has already happened. We know that Marburg is not particularly contagious, but it has an extraordinarily high rate of fatality. And we know the mechanism by which this will be released. And that is inside of these shots that people have already received inside the lipid nanoparticle, the hydrogel, there exist pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. And those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli, Marburg, Ebola, Staphylococcus, and Brewer's yeast, among others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system, it is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter. And when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal for one minute, three different times as they pulse it, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release the pathogenic uh, contents thereby causing a Marburg epidemic uh, that they've already spent the money on. They've already done it. It's already done. The Marburg epidemic, for purposes of the law, has happened, and now we just need the actual disaster to happen. And there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government are preparing for that. Well, I've heard that, um, evidently. And obviously the movies have pointed this out. And the government has said this is coming, by the way. Um, okay. I'm going to continue on here. I'll leave you a link here for that, that, that 1P36 gene thing. We're going to call this safety in Zion. I want to give you some good news too, right? We need the good news. I dreamt that I was uh, a woman that wasn't me. <laughs> I had never seen her before. And she lived in northern Florida. Now, she's going to give examples of seven, several different kinds of women that really represent larger bodies of people, right? There are many prophecies of judgments coming to Florida, obviously. The Lord told us about that years ago, that our ministry wouldn't survive there, and He told us we were going to move north. We did. So... I was in the first person as this lady, but wasn't as myself. This lady w was really upset and grieving because her husband had recently died. She got an infection and became sick, 
which really humbled her. The sickness caused her to then turn to God and to repent for wallowing in grief. Let me say, this sounds like something that is very likely to happen very soon uh, to a group of women and men, by the way. But um, the many troubles to come will turn many to God, just as we see here. She became close to Jesus and started to realize that he is her real husband. Yeah, Isaiah 54 and 5. For my maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is thy Redeemer. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. And God uses the judgments to bring people to repentance. But those already abiding in Christ are protected from the judgments and are a witness to them. Yes, indeed. Later, a deadly plague spread around the state, and there were so many people dying suddenly from it. The plague also caused many people to become crazy and irrational, doing abnormal things. Well, this sounds like a result of the vaccine having been activated by 5G, where many people die suddenly, a deadly plague released by the deep state. She knew a policeman, and he came to her and drove her away from the populated area on his motorbike. Let me say something, uh, folks. Uh, A populated area is not what you want to be in in a situation like this, but you pray and ask the Lord. Populated areas, when this thing turns loose, it's going to make it much more dangerous. And uh, earthquake faults will be too because they're going to release some big earthquakes. And about that time, the man-child comes. Mm -hmm. So he drove her away on his motorbike. He drove her to an extremely tall tower. I believe thoroughly that the policeman represents the man-child and the motorcycle represents the balance and power that he has. Uh, The woman represents one who is abiding in Christ and is ready for the next step, as we shall see. And this person used the NENT, Revelation 12 and 6 says, And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place there, prepared of God, and that there they may nourish her a thousand two hundred and threescore days, three and a half years. And also Proverbs 18 and 10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. All right, the width of the tower wasn't big, but the height was huge. That could mean that there's it's not a lot of people, but the height is important, right? The tower here represents Zion, the tower of the flock, which the man-child is populating. Okay. Micah 4, 7 through 10, ASV. And I will make that which was lame a remnant, and that which was cast far off a strong nation. 
and the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth even forever. Now, of course, Mount Zion was the original leadership. And, of course, during these days, of course, it's not a leadership. Okay. But spiritually it is. And that's where we should head because that's a place of safety. Mount Zion and its broad walls are to protect you from the enemy, right? Spiritually speaking. From henceforth even forever. And thou, O tower of the flock, the hill of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come. Yea, the former dominion shall come. You remember the dominion that God's people had back when they went to the tower of the flock, which was Zion uh, in Hebrews, right? And he was talking spiritually there, not physically. A return to the power and authority of Jesus is what it's talking about. The church has departed from an overwhelming majority of not filled with the Holy Spirit nor the gifts, and they desperately need them for the days to come. The kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the bride, right? Now why dost thou cry out loud? Is there no king in thee? Is thy counselor perished? That pangs have taken hold of thee as a woman in travail. Okay, this is the actual woman that brings forth the man-child. The woman in travail, Jerusalem. It's in the midst of the larger body of Christ. The woman in the wilderness, for instance. So the woman in the wilderness, of course, brings forth the man-child, but it is a certain part of that body that we call the bride that is going to bring forth the man-child. Be in pain to labor and bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in travail. The man-child is birthed of Zion, uh, the bride. Amen. Um. For now shalt thou go forth out of the city and shalt dwell in the field. And shalt come even unto Babylon. Notice this. There shalt thou be rescued. Well, that's what, that's what we're finding right here in this text in this dream. There shalt thou be rescued. There will the Lord redeem thee from the hand of thine enemies. That is what the man-child is going forth to do, to bring people to Zion and the place of safety. Amen? The tower was difficult to get to, and you couldn't get in unless you had the keys. This is true. People have tried to get into Zion, the spiritual abode of the place of God's presence. They have tried and failed. It's hard to get to. And you have to grow up to get into it. And you have to have the keys. And this, I believe, is representing the key of knowledge to the house of David and the keys to the kingdom. Uh, Matthew 16 and 18, they're using the N-E-N-T, by the way. Some of these are slightly different, but the N-E-N-T is pretty accurate. Matthew 16 and 18 through 19, And I also say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of the heavens. And whatever 
thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in the heavens. And whatsoever uh, thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in the heavens. That's authority. There's your authority. The keys of authority. That word right there causes people to accept their authority and use it. Isaiah 22 and 22. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, and he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. That's authority. And Luke 11 and 52. Woe unto you, lawyers, for you took away the key of knowledge. You entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in you hindered. The doors were heavily guarded. I, as this lady, was escorted to the top where there were another three people. The policeman told me to stay up here and that he had others to go get. And then he left. So he's going to get more to bring them up there. This reminds me of Jeremiah three, fourteen and 15. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am a husband unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. That's what he's doing, right? And I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Those are keys right there. I looked out the window from very, the very top, and we were up so very high. That's representing abiding in heavenly places in Christ. When you abide in Christ, who is the Word of God, you are in heavenly places. It is a place of safety above the problems. The ground was flat, so you could see an extremely long distance. And I believe this represents a person in Zion has extremely good discernment because of the knowledge that is shared there by the man-child. The ground below the tower was covered with trees, and I could see all these zombie-like people running around. They appeared to be infected and were acting crazy. Well, I'll remind you of the article we just shared, the 1P36 gene deletion, in other words, deleted out of your body, that effectively turns people into zombies. Yeah. I was glad, and I was in the tower. I felt maybe that this woman represents people that are living their own life in their own way, apart from God, until they go through various trials and, of course, judgments, uh, which humbles them and causes them to repent and turn to God before it's too late. And, of course, as a person uh, begins to grow in measure and stature and honesty and integrity, they can be put into the tower. They can also be taken out of the tower. Those that disobey the Word of God uh, are quickly judged and removed. And pretty soon they don't want have any interest in the tower whatsoever because they have received faction 
Faction is a tool God uses to separate them from the tower. First thing you need to know is receive not an accusation against an elder except at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Witnesses, right? And if it's just one witness, yep, no good. Two or three, one witness can lie. But it's harder to get two or three real witnesses. Of course, they found some witnesses against Jesus, but these people had no integrity. It even says so in the Scripture. So, in the dream, I fell asleep in the tower, and I woke up as a completely different woman. Yeah, if you rest in the tower, you will be changed. And, of course, this is this brings us to another type to be to examine here. This is another type of people. Okay. Now, as this other woman, I'm in a fancy and rich house which had a, a male butler and a female assistant who would follow me around. And this lady was moving to southern Florida from the Midwest. I couldn't understand why she wanted to move, but she did. The butler and assistant did every little thing for this lady. He would always go ahead to prepare the way for whatever was happening, and the assistant would always walk behind her except when opening the door for her each time. This lady was extremely wealthy, and she didn't have uh, to do anything for herself. She was never alone and always had either her butler or assistant with her. And the butler flew uh, to southern Florida to buy a place next to the beach for her and to prepare everything before she was to arrive. He bought the only available real estate, which was uh, a large, expensive penthouse in an extremely fancy building. And right on the beach... Her assistant unpacked everything for her, and they stayed the night. The very next day, they returned home from shopping and were in front of the car park of their building. They looked towards the beach and saw a giant tsunami about 110 yards away. Hmm. The lady told them to run to the elevator to go up to the top of the building. The butler said that it would take too long and they should run up the stairs. So they went to to run up the stairs and they had only taken a few steps when the wave crashed upon them. And uh, the last thing the lady said was, Jesus, Jesus. And then it all went black. Well, Matthew nineteen twenty three and 24, And Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heavens. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to enter into a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And when the disciples heard it, they were astonished exceedingly, saying, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Hmm. 
Very true. This lady, of course, lost everything. <laughs> she wasn't rich when she died, right? Uh, and the note here that was given, uh, I felt maybe this lady represents those that live their own life and repent moments just before they die or before it's too late and they call on Jesus. Well, he said all things are possible. With men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. He knows people probably praying for people like this now, you know. And let me say, in the days to come, remember that any money you come into is not yours. You are just a steward in the New Testament. Jesus said, He that renounces not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. Cannot be. It is not yours. It is given to you to spend, not to make yourself filthy rich, but to meet the needs of people around you. Be content with food and raiment, the Bible says. Okay. I then woke up as a completely different lady. There we go again, another type. I was in a master bedroom, which had I had never seen. It had a huge walk-in closet, a giant bathroom, and a very large bed, and all the walls were a light, warm yellow. It seemed that this lady was free to do anything she wanted, and I knew she was in America. She began to plan in her mind to first go and check out Texas and live for a while there, and then to go to Tennessee, and then to move to Washington State. She wanted to decide which state would be the nicest to live in permanently, and this made her so very excited. The lady had so much freedom to be able to do anything she wanted without having to worry about time or money. She walked out of the bedroom excited with all these plans in mind, and she went downstairs and walked outside. I saw a man sitting on a picnic table with five children and uh, an eight-year-old being the eldest child. Hmm. That could be the man-child, right? Number eight, right? The number five is grace, and the number eight represents the first fruits man-child. I agree. It was then made, no, made known to me that they were my children, and the man was my husband. He had brown curly hair and brown eyes and a little bit of brown facial hair. And I went and I sat with them as I have a heart for children. And I hugged them and treated them as my own. I was excited that there were five children. Uh, five meaning grace, right? And I realized that I was given a choice to stay here and be a mother and a wife to them or to go and do my own plans. I chose to stay, and I became their mother, treating them as my own. And each day, I had something to do with the children. The children wanted a backyard playground, so we all went to the shops to buy those things for them. And there was complete unity between the seven of us. There was no fighting but complete peace. Complete in Christ, in other words. And I was so very content and enjoyed being with the children. 
So, um, this person said, I felt maybe this lady represents those that choose to sacrifice their own life now in this world for God. And the man represents being married to Jesus and the children bearing his holy fruit. And those who are in God's will are physically and spiritually protected, but those who are in disobedience to God are tormented by the devil and receive many judgments. Amen. So I'm going to share this one with you, and then I'm going to share some teaching with you, I think. Um, We call this Spring Revival, Clean Air for Believers. Uh, Sandy Shaw, 319. 2015. Well, the faction killed Sandy Shaw. They did. They had some help. This is the way, but her dreams carry on. And this is the way the dream begins. I'm standing in front of a doorway, and I know it's a city, and I'm looking at a wall. Babylon. This wall reminds me of an adobe-like substance, Dirt represents flesh, which comes from it, and adobe is very fragile, protection from the earthquakes below. As I was through uh, the doorway, I immediately walked into a very chaotic scene. Uh, Well, Babel means confusion. I could see the people, but they could not see me. I saw a man dressed like they did back in the days of Moses, with Egyptian-like makeup on his face. Also, there were people there dressed in modern-day garb. Well, Moses spoke the curses upon the Egyptians before separating God's people and going into the wilderness. I looked to the left, and I saw uh, male and female prostitutes. And right next to them, I saw people shooting up with drugs and needles and people popping pills. It was very crowded, and I heard foul language being shouted all around me. People were being pulled to and fro, and things were being said like, Come here. No, come here. Well, Babylon is full of invitations to sin, right? And the culture out there is majorly sin, So, of course, we know um, she went up the right side, uh, and it was a narrow path and very high. And right is for sheep and righteousness, and narrow stairs represent the narrow road going upward. High is for heavenly. And when I got to the top where the door was, I turned over my right palm, and there was a key in my hand. So there's the key right there, representing the key of David to the heavenly place of Zion. And I unlocked the door and opened it, and when I investigated the room, I sensed a lot of peace within the room. Well, a heavenly place in the midst of a world of evil is obviously being seen here. And the walls were bright white, and there were three vases full of colorful and beautiful flowers. I specifically noted that there were tulips and daffodils 
which are early spring-type flowers amongst the other flowers. Is that maybe an early spring revival? Well, I, I believe by the time spring comes, we will be in revival. Uh, I believe it will start earlier than that, but it's going to take a while to catch on. But just as I walked through the doorway into the room, I looked directly in front of me to the back wall, and there was a twin-sized bed centered on the back wall. I believe this is signifying the rest and the unity between a man and a woman, uh, presenting, uh, representing the man-child and bride bodies of people. That's who inhabits Zion, right? It had a homemade quilt that matched the colors of the flowers in the vases. Then over to the left of the room was an open door that led to the bathroom. And on the right side of the room, there were three windows. The first window I observed to the left contained a dirty window air conditioner with a thick film all over it. Well, I believe unclean air conditioning could represent, you know, air representing breath or spirit in the New Testament. It could be talking about un- partaking of unclean breath or spirit. Um, and But uncleanness in the air, anyway, and we have now with the chemtrails, too, okay, uncleanness in the air. Uh, I took the knobs off the window unit and put them in a bowl with cleaner and fresh water. I then took out the filter and put it into the bathtub with water and cleanser. Well, that which filters the uncleanness out of the air, but only uh, in this upper room for the remnant. Notice the rest of them down below were partaking of all kinds of sin. Anyway, suddenly a new bright white towel appeared in my hand. I hesitated to clean the inside of the window unit with this bright new towel because all that filth would ruin the towel. But just then I heard the Lord say to me, No, I want you to use this towel. So I obeyed the Lord and used the towel that He supplied me to thoroughly clean the inside of this air conditioning unit until it looked new. Well, finally, um, clean air for the upper room people, but not for Egypt. Now, we would call the upper room people in the book of Acts, of course, those that are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, right? And that's a very small portion of Christianity, but I can tell you this, the bride is filled with the Holy Spirit. And... uh, And when the plagues came upon Egypt, there came a time when God separated Goshen, and from then on they only fell on Egypt. True. Then I went back into the bathroom to get the filter that was soaking in the tub, and when I picked it up, it was clean. I put the filter back into the unit, and I took the knobs and wiped them down, and put them back onto the air conditioning unit. And finally, 
let me say, uh, clean control for those in authority and clean air, right? So there were two push buttons on the front of the unit, and they were loose. And I tapped them both, and then I said to the Lord, Lord, you have to fix this. Well, the power on or off comes from God, right? But he has given us authority to use his power against this chemtrail curse and any other curse that's polluting the air and God's people. And then I happened to look down at the towel, and it was clean. Well, so that which is clean in the spirit realm does not get dirty by cleaning the unclean. That's true. The full dream is found here, so we put a link to it, and includes martial law, economic collapse, and earthquakes. Amen. Now, I just want to give you a little bit on Marburg and then some some teaching too. Marburg virus disease, according to the CDC. Now, they can report some things true. What they do is what's not so good. And uh, by the way, they are marching their leadership down to Gitmo and executing them for being fully in on this virus catastrophe. Uh, Marburg virus disease, they call it MVD is a rare but severely hemorrhagic fever which uh, affects both people and non-human primates. MVD is caused by the Marburg virus, a genetically unique zoonotonic or animal-born RNA virus of the filovirus family. The six species of Ebola virus are the only other known members of the filovirus family. Those two together are pretty nasty. Okay. Of course, you just bleed out of every orifice in your body, you know, reminding us of Jesus' stained garment from being sprinkled by blood, right, when he came to judge uh, the Edomites, which he will do. Marburg virus was first recognized in 1967 when outbreaks of hemorrhagic fever occurred simultaneously in laboratories in Marburg and Frankfurt, Germany, and in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, and now Serbia. 31 people became ill initially, uh, laboratory workers followed by several medical personnel and family members who had cared for them. Seven deaths were reported. The first people infected had been exposed to Ugandan imported African green monkeys or their tissues while conducting research. One additional case was diagnosed retrospectively. So, the reservoir host of Marburg virus is the African fruit bat. Can't pronounce the name. Rosa, Rosa Tess and Aegyptiacus. Something like that. <laughs> um, 
Fruit bats infected with Marburg virus do not show obvious signs of illness. Uh, primates, including people, can become infected with Marburg virus and may develop serious disease with high mortality. Further study is needed to determine if other species may also host the virus. And I'll give you a link to that. Uh, Urgent message from a university hospital manager and academic, Kirian Morrissey. And he gives a very good teaching here about what he discovered about this garbage. He was one that was for the vaccine and quickly became, got his eyes open. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go on here. Forgive or fall under judgment. This is very important. Very important. Many people in the world today are under judgment for this reason. In this dream, Winnie represents the Christians who will escape because of their right relationship to God, men, and Scripture. I'll tell you somebody who cannot escape it and and cannot forgive. And that's a person that falls under a faction demon and uh, slander demons. They fall under it because of, initially, many kinds, times you can call it suspicion. And when they give thought to something that is illegal and uh, they disobey the Word of God, they get taken out. Well, anyway... She said, I had a pretty powerful dream last night. It was in a house. I was in a house that I suppose was mine. Several men came in holding rifles. I assume that's what they were, although I do not know much about guns. They were large, long, and black. Military style, maybe. Well, we've received dreams that the anarchists of different groups... Uh, had been supplied military weapons to attack and to hold hostage the country. And the enemy is about to come against Christians as spirits or spirits inhabiting these human enemies. They were holding me and whoever else was there hostage. I knew that they wanted to kill me, but I wasn't afraid. And I thought, there was a very strong possibility that I would die. The factious, by the way, in both the church and the state are hateful, unforgiving people who think they should control the lives of others. But as we will see, they are brain dead and controlled by demons. And their perpetual unforgiveness and faithlessness will make them victims of the coming judgments from Babylon Deep State. I immediately began to forgive any offense I had against anyone that the Lord brought to my attention because I knew I could not enter the kingdom with a root of bitterness or offense of any kind in my heart. Yes, that's the first thing that those demons put in a person, okay, because they don't want them to walk in the kingdom. I even reached out to someone from my past that hurt me, and she was glad to hear from me. To me, she represented my past and how I was let down as a collective. I do not believe I was just 
about her. It was just about her. Well, let me say that approaching judgment uh, demands that we forgive all from our heart in order to escape the tormentor demons and their power. They have power, Jesus said, Matthew 18, over those that don't forgive from the heart. I wasn't afraid to die. I was afraid to die without having fully surrendered to at all to God. Though Jesus, uh, uh, through Jesus, excuse me, including matters of the heart. I do not remember what the men were holding a hostage for. Uh, a ransom that I don't recall. Uh, but as soon as I had forgiven everyone from the heart, the men let us go. Well, those are the tormentors, you know, or at least even inside of them were the tormentors. They all left one by one, and I was grateful to God for His mercy. There is an obvious correlation between forgiveness and being held hostage, even according to the Word. The tormentors. Well, the tormenting demons, whether independent or inhabiting an enemy, have authority over us and our future unless we forgive from the heart. Matthew eighteen thirty four and 35. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due. So shall also my heavenly Father do unto you if you forgive not everyone his brother from your hearts. Amen. So, this is a very important message concerning where we're going. By the strength of the Lord and by His Spirit, we are able to let go of everything and hold on to nothing. Our flesh loves to hold on to grudges because of pride and not wanting to be a doormat. But that isn't the way of the kingdom. His rebukes and corrections are His mercy and His encouragement to keep going. I thank God that this happened while it was still bright outside. The sun, and also S-O-N, <laughs> was shining through our windows, and it made me think of John 9 and 4. We must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. So, she went on to say, He says He will show us the right way to go. That leads to way of everlasting praise God. Matthew six fourteen and 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's a very dangerous place to be in. This unforgiveness of God is for those who do not forgive others. They have no protection from judgment either. And the, what's worse than that is you don't enter the kingdom. And Matthew eighteen twenty three through 25 Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. 
And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. Now, I want to tell you, I asked the Lord one time, why is it that when a man gets faction, it goes through his whole family? He gave me this verse right here. He could not pay. His master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. People don't know that when they give heed to seducing spirits, they're also destroying their family. We've watched it happen over and over. Notice, uh, for the unforgiven, the debt must be paid and his or her curse comes on the whole family. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt, which he has for all of us, right, when we come to him. But when that same servant went out, in other words, after he got forgiven, he went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. How's he going to do that? I don't know. (laughs) And when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his masters uh, summoned him and said unto him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not your, you have mercy upon your fellow servant as I've had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Well, notice the bitterness and unforgiveness of the factions in church and state will make them victims of the tormenting demons in the plagues and the curses as we have been given uh, many dreams to show. And not only that, they are that point, they miss eternal life. Okay, I think there's just one more here. Uh, I'm going to call it Fear Will Make You a Victim. And this was given to Amber Bristol, 11, 17, and 20. She is one who was taken out by the faction because she was a witness. I dreamed I was driving a car following other cars from UBM. We came to a house on a hill. Many people pulled to a high gravel parking spot near the house. Well, this, of course... um, it's a type of God's house on the hill of Zion. Amber here is being uh, used to warn the larger body of what will make them a victim of the judgments the deep state will loose 
on the country. I didn't like this night. It was dark and windy, uh, an ominous type atmosphere. I didn't want to be uh, trapped behind the other cars. I wanted to be ready to leave easily. I wanted to park with the front of my car pointed towards the way out. Well, this is a fear of being trapped in things to come, and spiritual claustrophobia is a fear of not being able to escape close places. It's also a demon spirit. And it also causes fear. Angelica and other people were standing there and warning me where to not park. Angelica, meaning an angel, I think I was told not to park on the grass. Well, we know that Peter said all flesh is as grass. In other words, don't park or arrest your human vehicle in the flesh. And avoid a few other spots for safety's sake. So, you don't slide off the hill and lose your position. When we have meetings at my house on top of a small mountain, I warn people to not park on the grass when the ground is wet because people slide down the slide. One man did this and slid down quite a ways before stopping. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty, I watched the whole thing, you know. I said, oh, no, I told you not to do that. Got off on the grass on the side. Eventually, I got parked and walked around to the back of the house. Several people were seated in lawn chairs, lined up towards the street that ran behind the house. Other people were wandering around, and this was a very straight street, almost like train tracks. The straight street is not a crooked path, <laughs> which is good. Uh, if a person walks or drives straight, they can see what's ahead for a long ways. Uh, and, but getting off the track is missing the narrow straight road to take the crooked road. Well, it was Halloween, and I didn't want to be outside. So Amber doesn't have the fears spoken of here, but she is acting out a warning for the body to not fear the judgments about to come. It was dark and windy. Halloween is supposed to be a scary night, right? And when demonic, scary things are celebrated... And it is a satanic holiday. There were no lights on under the porch where we all were gathered. The only light was the dim light coming from the sky. It's only uh, walking in the light of God's Word that we are safe. 1 John 1, 7-9 says, But if we walk in the light, that's the light of God's Word, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Of course, that excludes faction, right? Uh, if you're walking in the light, you're having fellowship. If you have faction, you will quickly be separated from fellowship. 
Protection is very simple. It's a desire to flee. It's a do, uh, unforgiveness towards others and a desire to get away or whatever. And God causes it because this person is infected and they will infect other people. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So it, while we walk in the light, this is what happens. Uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins. And He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, those with the infectious spirit never confess their sins because their demon knows he would lose his house. They always blame others for what they did, just like in the political realm. Scary figures, I guessed in costumes, would travel very quickly down this straight road. The first was an Indian in full headdress. He barred his teeth and showed his knife. Hmm. The fierce Indian represents the first owners of this land who became antagonists to the white man. Well, notice that the deep state always... Uh, tried to turn the left against the white man, right? And this is faction. Divide and conquer tactics. This fits the deep state faction in our personal experience. And the full headdress was worn by great warriors and chiefs. The uh, deep state is at war with the American people and consider themselves our leaders or chiefs. The war paint and the fierce look is to instill fear in their victims. Fear of them makes them and their judgments more powerful. The attacks from the deep state and their attempts to destroy the health, the economy, and the food source will be scary. And um, a lot of people have their eyes on all that and they know What's coming? So this could be very well a warning for us to pray against this. Fear negates faith because it is faith in reverse. And claustrophobia is a spirit of fear who uh, in, from, of being in tight places and not being able to escape. So those who fall into faction who had faith at one time, they have no faith for themselves, to save them from the coming plagues or other judgments. They take the shot. Hmm. They cannot be justified by faith because they do not repent, and their own fear will destroy them. Job 3 and 25 says, For the thing which I fear cometh upon me, and that which I am afraid of cometh unto me. Yes. And that's because faith is, I mean, uh, this is fear. And, and fear is a, uh, a reverse of faith. But it is a faith, right? It's just faith in the wrong direction. Um, 
The second figure was a black bull. He was angry and acted like he was going to attack us. Well, I think this is meaning to get off the straight road. This is, this is going astray, which is why it is black for darkness. It is turning against us by getting on a crooked path. The Trump market was a bull market. In one dream, Trump uh, was a bull the left was trying to kill, but was resurrected by God supernaturally to judge the matadors who speared him. <laughs> in a bull market, stocks tend to go up in price over a period of time, and it means people have hope for the future and are confident uh, to invest in it. And bull markets are when the economy is growing and unemployment is low and inflation is at bay. When someone says that he is bullish on a single stock, he simply means he expects it to rise in price. We do not want it to go astray as, as many liberals and deep state are trying to do, but people are fearful and lose confidence in the future, and don't invest in it. Want the best thing to invest in in your future is give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. Did you hear that? You can make a living doing that <laughs> by giving. And you can always expect that it will come back at the right time. I was going to hide behind some furniture that was stacked near the back wall when all of a sudden a fierce wind and leaves blew up and scared the black bull back onto the road. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, obviously, there is something coming, and we know that it is a transfer of wealth, which, of course, the deep state wants to stop with their plague and earthquakes, and fires, and so on. So we all laughed and boasted about how we were being protected by the wind. Ah, good dream. Yes? Well, let me say, the most prosperous people are going to be um, conservatives and even more prosperous, um, the righteous, because they're going to use the money to rebuild the kingdom. Yeah. So wind in scriptures is often the same word as spirit. The spirit put the bull back on the straight road to prosperity. Fear of the bull going astray will only help it to do so because people quit spending. I went into the house to get away from the parade of scary figures outside. But fear of the future binds us up and makes us victims. Uh, this dream seems to be saying that if we are fearful of the future, this will hinder us from going forward and upward into heavenly places in Christ where all of our benefits are. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, um, protection. Um Protection for these plagues and pestilence that are about to, I believe, 
consume. With so many different plagues or pestilences spreading around, we can uh, need to learn to protect ourselves with the Word of God and uh, receive God's power, including the Holy Spirit. Um, Consider carefully some simple steps uh, for divine health. If you haven't already, you need to ask Jesus to give you his born-again spirit so that you're entitled to the benefits of his kingdom. In John 3 and 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Except one be born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, Ezekiel 18 and 31 says, Cast away from you all your transgressions, wherein you have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Some people don't believe that's possible, but it is. Ezekiel 36 and 26, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And also to ask God to fill you with His Holy Spirit for power over the curse. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And Acts 2 and 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And Mark 16 and 17, And these signs shall accompany them that believe in my name, they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues, and they still do today. Demons can also be spirits of infirmity or sickness, as in the Bible. And Acts 19 and 2 says, And he said unto them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said unto him, Nay, we did not so much as hear whether the Holy Spirit was given. And in verse 6, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now you may belong to a religion that says you get filled with the Holy Spirit, hocus pocus, and and yet you never felt a thing, you didn't receive any power, and you didn't receive any of the gifts, so you just got deceived, right? So Acts 4 and 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken wherein they were gathered together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And 13 and 52, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And Ephesians 5 and 18, And be not drunken with wine wherein is riot, but be filled with the Spirit. Another very important thing we just mentioned mentioned briefly is repent and confess sin so that you can have faith to be healed. Right? You, You need the health of God. 1 John 1, 7-9 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. 
If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And 1 John 3.20 says, Because if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Yeah, And whatsoever we ask, uh, if our heart condemn us not, we have boldness towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And um, from there, of course, we can just believe God's promises concerning sickness. 1 John 2, 24, uh, Who his own self bare our sins in his body upon the tree, that we, having died unto sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Psalm 103, 3 through 4, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. And a very good one, Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, it can be a disease too, be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. Therefore I say unto you, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you received them, and you shall have them. And, of course, uh, James 5 and 14, Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them uh, uh, pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save him that is sick. And Matthew 18 and 19, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father. You believe it? Well, you should. And Mark sixteen seventeen and 18, These signs shall accompany them that believe in my name. They will cast out demons. This is a spirit of infirmity too, by the way. And they shall speak with new tongues. Amen. And uh, on further down it says, And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We know in Galatians 3 and 13 that Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. And by the way, those curses, those diseases are a curse. You're not supposed to have a curse. This is the Christian walk. And the, the Jesus bore the curse of sickness, which is listed in Deuteronomy 28. And you need to believe in the authority that Jesus has given to you. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20. And Jesus came to them and spake unto them, saying, All authority hath been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. In other words, you are supposed to receive what another disciple received all the way back to the original disciples. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. There you see it. So notice that everything that Jesus commanded the first disciples, He commands us. And what did He command them? Matthew 10 and 8, Heal the sick, raise the dead, 
cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. During these plagues, many will die, and the Lord may instruct you to raise individuals from the dead. If so, command it done with boldness, and do not be double-minded. You were commanded it right here. We just saw it. And if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and give it to all liberally, and it braideth not, and it shall be forgiven him. That's James 1, 5-8. And uh, Luke 9 and 1, And he called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all demons, and to cure diseases. You need this. You need this now. Luke 10 and 19, Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. So, tell the spirits of sickness uh, what you want them to do. You have authority over it. These are called spirits of infirmity, right? And Jesus therefore said unto them, in John 20 and 21, Peace be unto you, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Matthew 18 and 18, Verily I say unto you, What things soever you shall bind, which means forbid, on earth shall be bound in heaven. And what things soever you shall loose, which means permit, on earth shall be loosed or permitted in heaven. Colossians 1 and 13 says, Who delivered us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Job 22 and 28, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. So, one thing you need to do with this authority is you have to confess your salvation from sickness and your authority over it. Confess is the Greek word homo legeo. It means to speak the same as. Say what God said. Say what Jesus said to his first disciples. Because as you just read or just heard, uh, he's speaking it to you. So we have to speak what God says about us and about our salvation from the curse of sickness and plagues. And Romans 10 and 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Yes. And if we look at the examples given in Scripture for the word saved or salvation... Saved is the verb, and salvation is the noun. The Greek words are sozo and soteria. And we realize that this is used for physical healing, saving from difficult situations, and deliverance from demons or of infirmity. Jesus saved us, a spirit, soul, and body, uh, as he and his disciples demonstrated. So they demonstrated what this means. You know, uh, Hebrews 3 and 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, even Jesus. So, we know Jesus offers our confession before the Father and uh, the angels, that we may receive the benefits of the kingdom. 
Hebrews 4 and 14 says, Having then a great high priest who hath passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, uh, let us hold fast our confession. Matthew 10 and 32, he says, Everyone therefore who shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Luke 12 and 8, And I say unto you, Everyone who shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. So, you need to uh, fight the good fight of the faith and lay hold on the life eternal where you've been called to, right? And we're told in Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope that it waver not, for he is faithful that promised. Hebrews 13 and 15, Through him then let us offer up a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of the lips which makes confession to his name. And the Greek is nature, character, and authority for name, right? And uh, health is given by God, and it can be declared before sickness comes. Like in Exodus 15 and 26, he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his eyes, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon thee which I have put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So, uh, if you're in any willful disobedience, Hebrews 10.26, you're not covered by the blood, Hebrews 10.26. You need to confess that and forsake that and uh, and be full of faith. Because if you got sin in your life, you don't have faith. Sin precludes that. Exodus 12 and 13, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And there shall be no plague be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Wow. And of course, Psalm 91, you know it, you know. I'll just read a portion of it to you here. Um, for he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. That's verse 3 on down. He will cover thee with his pinions and under his wings shalt thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor by the arrow that flieth by day. For the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, because what is these pest, what are these pestilences and plagues all about? Well, they're called the poor man's nuclear weapon, because they kill a lot of people. But it shall not come nigh thee, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 
Verse 10, For there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. So according to these words from the Lord, we should declare our immunity or the healing of our bodies. And you should declare it boldly from your heart and bind the demons who administer this curse. You can confess before men, I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. No plague will come near my household. Jesus bore my curse of sin and of death, and I forbid plagues to come to this household in Jesus' name. You can boldly confess these things. He is the high priest of your confession. He will offer it before the Father. So be healed in Jesus' name. Bind the plague for yourself and for your family. Claim the blood of Jesus, which saves your household from the Marburg, the Ebola, the flu, everything, really, in Jesus' name. All right, saints, God bless you and keep you. I pray this helps you to be prepared. You may want to read this uh, from the text and think on these things and get them in your heart before this time comes and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Be prepared. It is coming, and I believe it's coming quickly. God bless you. God keep you. In Jesus' name, amen. My thirsting soul, purest water made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus.